From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. I was just thinking, there's absolutely no way I'd do this on my own. What, interview people? No. I did it on, uh, I've done it on the football one. On your Todd? Yeah. In fact, I had to text, I text Brett and said, what's it like? Because I was really nervous. And um, I've realised I don't want to do it on my own. I don't want the pressure. Like- no, you've really got to. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is- it's all on you. If they're not talking, it's just two people staring at each Fuck. other. Oh, shit. This is... Right, okay. Yeah. Who was I... I can't remember I did it with. Yeah, it's quite intense. But the, was the person, like, someone you knew or was it someone you didn't know? I can't remember. I can't remember now. Brett does it all the... Well, <laughs> most people do it all the time. Yeah, I know. I don't know how but to Brett, do it. I, I'm suddenly not interested. I just find... Let's I'm do just, it now. Oh, hello. Thank, hey, Joe. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. Um, who's who's who, by the way? I'm the interviewer. Okay. Hi. Oh, hi, Joe. Thanks so much for coming on my podcast. Not a problem. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your work and and I uh, love what you, you do. And yeah, over the moon. Thanks so much. And what have you, you been up to today? Um, I, I've, I've just been working on something and then I popped on here. Oh, right. Okay, so the way... <laughs> okay, so the way... Um, um, Graham top Norton's five, incredible, top isn't five it? cheeses works. <laughs> the way the top five cheeses works is we run through okay. your top five cheeses and then you tell us your least favourite cheese and we put that in the, the cheese bin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Emmental. But, you know, normally ideas sort of spring out from each cheese. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened? I haven't listened. I'm sorry. No. So what? what okay. Well, Okay. Um, oh, we have done one with Paul Danan. Hold on, Lou hold Sanders. on. We need to work out what we're going to ask Amanda Iannucci. I know. I'm being carried away then. I, was kind of... I, know. I don't want to play anymore because I'm stressed because I do not want to ruin this. I know. So today we've got Amanda Iannucci and... Um... We've got so much what to do. What do I feel like? I feel like I'm, talk... I'm about to talk to... Amanda Iannucci. Like he's yeah, the one you'd use feel, as the... Almost like my dad. I just think... I, I want think... him to give me a hug and say, you're all right, kid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
kiddo. Do you know what I feel like? I feel like he's going to see through me and go, you're, you're very two-dimensional. <laughs> you have, you've not, not got a brain big enough to be in this industry. Go away. <laughs> and then I've got to do another 55 Imagine minutes. Imagine if he came on someone's pod and spoke to the... <laughs> you're not good enough. What? You are not good enough. That's what's my. I think, and Why? I think, I think I'd have to go. Well, he knows his stuff. I I agree. <laughs> yeah, he's like one of the greats, isn't he? He's got the big. He's got the best brain, I think, isn't he? It's, who's got a better comedy brain than this guy? Armando. Don't call him a guy. Fuck everything. Th- this is exactly. This is what I don't want to have. He doesn't want to be known as a guy. I don't know what, because I'm Does not he? talking like me. I'm, I'm trying to be a new me because Armando <laughs> Inucci's coming on. So I'm, Shit, I don't back. I'm nervous now. <laughs> I don't, I've realised I really don't back myself. I feel like when we're about to meet Steve Davis. This is what, not worse. I don't want to say worse because he might listen. This is more scary. He's just one of the best, isn't he? And um, we're working yeah. the same industry and. This is like meeting, I don't know, Clive Tullock, who's like an incredible plumber. Mm. Well, the guy that plumbing. invented the U-Bend. Yeah. And we're, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. we're halfway through like a YTS course and we've somehow got to meet the guy who invented the U-Bend and we don't know how to install a U-Bend and he invented the fucking thing. What it feels like. I'm panicking. Swear. I'm panicking. Get angry. I'm I'm panicking big time, and I'm not joking. I'm I feel faint. I I think I'll have to say to him, "I'm going to need you to relax me, <laughs> otherwise this isn't going to go well." <laughs> That's what I feel like I need from him. I'm not going to say it, but I need him to relax me. Because so I contacted on Twitter. He said something really lovely about the film. I contacted on Twitter, but when you contact someone on Twitter, you're feeling very safe on your sofa. <laughs> yeah, he's just said something nice as well. So you're. I'm going to get him I'm, on. I'm a bit puffed up in the yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely yeah. strutting around your lounge. <laughs> and also, I'm like, no, sod it, David. Do it. Challenge yourself. This feels like a skydive. Oh, no. What? Mando's here. I can't see. Don't tell me oh. that. Oh. Oh. Hi. Oh. Can you see now? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. Why are you holding up your hand? I don't know because we're panicked. <laughs> oh, we see. Oh, <laughs> we're. I've got. I've got to be totally honest. I'm absolutely out of my depth. <laughs> but generally, or what? I feel really faint. I'm going to put my hand down now. Sorry. Okay, put it down. <laughs> Is that how you think you get a signal? <laughs> yeah. I just want to. I wanted to be noticed by you. I think. That's oh. <laughs> Sorry. We're really nervous. We're really nervous. nervous. Stop being nervous. Well, we've just spoken for so long about how we're gonna mustn't let ourselves down. I've written you. notes. Yeah, I have. About what? I'll tell you something else I've done. <laughs> I've, I've moved my camera so you don't see that. Oh yeah. Oh that's interesting. I, oh, why, why why am I not because well, I'm trying to write a film and I don't want you to oh. look down your nose at me. <laughs> And I, but, and I moved but, my camera genuinely because I didn't want to see a cardboard cutout of my wife in the background oh, wow. when she was seventeen. I, 
but the, the, the notes will just say things like, you know, he moves to France. And, you know. <laughs> I just didn't want you to go, oh, you're a notes guy. You're a, no, no, I, <laughs> you're a I, coloured Because we, we don't know if a notes guy is good <laughs> or bad. <laughs> In my office, there are notes, there are things. Saying, oh, are there? Oh, oh, I feel <laughs> Andy, Andy Riley, when we were writing, we did this show ages ago on the BBC Pride of the Armistice, and we used we used the offices of um, The Last of the Summer Wine, because it was wow. in the summer, and they were out filming, so we could have their offices. And it had all the saying, Compo says, there's no <laughs> way we'll get in that. <laughs> to Compo in a bathtub. Good. And um, Andy Riley... <laughs> got a card out and just <laughs> uh, just wrote um, Compo Bursts Puppy with Cock. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> no. Funnily enough, there were no complaints for that one. They call it the jump in the shark ep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god the, bur the bursting the dog episode <laughs> yeah yeah oh thank you so much for coming on yeah. oh pleasure i was saying to joe you said something really nice on twitter and i got my all my feathers were puffed up <laughs> <laughs> no i loved the film i loved it yeah and oh. uh, there were lots of films that were just like three hours long and about not very yeah. long. I quite yeah. liked. I quite liked the fact the film was In short. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it said what I had to say. Yeah, God, I don't know what that is, but and then it just went. It just went. Bye. I'm done. With that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks thank you. Coming. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Doing more oh. sequel. Is there a Charles Universe being planned? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully on the, on the TV, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But I had a real... Um, do you get this? I always wanted to ask you this. Yeah. At the end of all the, the filming, editing, promo, I had a real slump where I thought, why am I bothering with this? Why am I doing this? Well, I don't... I, I, it's a sort of... There isn't a big kind of... And we're done, kind of... Yeah. Moment. You know, it, everyone stops at different points. Yeah. And you sort of say the last day of filming, I suppose, you say goodbye to the crew and the cast and so on. But you see people, you're then in an edit for like yeah. six months. Yeah. And then, then you do that thing, which is the thing like you hadn't planned, which is the going out and selling it and promoting yeah. it. And yeah. I remember meeting when I, my first film was in the loop and, and it was a kind of small independent film. So you do all the kind of festivals, film festivals. And I remember meeting on that circuit, um, these two guys who had just done a short movie, but it had taken off and they were very, and they were doing that. So, and, and it was exciting the, when we went to like Seville and, and, it was, and, and there was like Ben Kingsley signing into the hotel just in front of me. Mm. So Ben, uh, um, that was exciting. But six months later, when we're in the, you know, Andorra festival and, and they, they, they were there as well. Those two guys were there and they just said, we haven't worked for eight yeah. months. Been, it's very nice. We get flown to these nice, like, cities. Yeah. And people come and watch, but we just haven't worked because we're doing awards. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into the whole awards thing, which is there's no other industry, you know, congratulates itself <laughs> so much. <laughs> Imagine butchers just <laughs> many awards <laughs> across the seas. We all go hungry. As... 
I, I've got I've got to admit something. Yes. So I went to the BAFTAs on Sunday, yeah. and I was so panicky about what to wear, yeah. like researching shoes. And <laughs> but you know who I looked up to Google imaged a lot to see what they were wearing? Ben Kingsley? No. Who? You. You. <laughs> I got, I've worn the same. I was. <laughs> but I thought, you'll keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> and I kept Googling. You know, I was like, yeah, he's just gone for a black. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel about that. <laughs> All the reasons you've been Googled, is that, is that what, you know, it's come to? What, yes. What you're wearing now. Yeah. 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 I, I tend to kind of wear, I mean, I'm not very, I've never been interested in clothes. You know how some no. Yeah. And I remember like my friends, you know, when they had a bit of, you know, it's Saturday, what are you going to do? I'm going to go shopping, look some clothes. Why, why do that on a Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much. We could be playing hide and seek. And all <laughs> Why are you going? I don't, I really don't get it. I don't understand. And, and But I always kind of admire people who do have it sorted and have a sense of style and whatever, but I just yeah. don't, and I don't know. Do you acquire that or is that something you're just, is that me? If I buy something, I feel it's a real roll of the dice. Yes. Like I never, like, I don't know what reaction I'm going to get. I, you, you could easily get a, you look ridiculous to, or a, that's nice. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. literally, it could be anything. It yeah. could, I'm like, yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I, I've actually been, well, I've been away. I've been on the phone. I was in I was in Italy and I rang my wife and said, there is a nice Italian, there's an Italian shirt that's red. Because I, I had mm. gone through a kind of, I always wear blue. I must wear other colours. There's a red shirt. I've spotted a red shirt. And she said, are you going to buy it? Well, I said, not, not now. I can't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Ease yourself in. I'm going to buy it tomorrow. And I did. I went in to buy it the next day. Good for you. And then <laughs> yeah. another one. And I thought, I, I don't know what to do about this other one. So I just... <laughs> and, and I, I still haven't worn it. That was about a year ago. <laughs> One still step at a time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I found out green jeans are a massive no-no. Green oh, jeans? No. Yeah. Well, they're not bright green jeans. They're just off denim. You look like and, a packet of French beans or something. Well, that was that was the look I was hoping for. But they, but it was so just not. It was just slightly green. I was like, they were very cheap. Oh, I don't like yeah. to put my hand in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and I thought it's fine. And that's the reaction. I've never experienced the reaction of so much disgust with something yeah. being a tiny bit off a normal yeah. gene cut. And, and it makes you then just revert back to your kind yeah. of... Stay in your lane. Yeah, so Stay in your lane. Red shirt, I'm, I'm back to, you know, blue. Yeah, back to blue. Yeah. I buy the, if something doesn't get a reaction, I buy three of them. Yes, yes. When you found something... Yeah. If, people, yeah. if people don't um, comment on it, I'm like, let's get a load of these until... Yeah. Um, Till I put enough weight on, I can't fit in them. One thing I did get done was my colours. Have you ever had your colours done where they kind of, they kind of, no. it sounds a bit weird, but actually it, it really works where each person has just a tone about themselves that fits certain colours and, right. and they're divided into kind of seasons. So I'm a kind of, um, I'm a kind of winter. So I'm darks and whatever. But once you know what your colours are, when you go into a shop and you see something in your colour, you just buy 10 of it and think that will do me for the next five years. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to talk about this ever. And you would talk about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we're going to do the bog standard. What's your colour? What's your colour? That's what's all your season. With... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Amanda, I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah. I've written down some 
What do you do on a Sunday when it's raining and you feel all cooped up? Because <laughs> I don't like that feeling. No. I like that feeling. No, yeah. No, I feel a bit. No, I always, that takes me back to childhood and, and, yeah. and Sunday and, and we had the radio on and it was Jimmy Savile's, are we allowed to say Jimmy Savile? Loads of times. On this pod, we're, we're Savile heavy. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're, um, it was Jimmy Savile's kind of, um, he played music from a certain year. Yeah. And he had kind of a party background on. <laughs> and it was one o'clock in the afternoon. It wasn't a pop. But he kept this pretend stuff. Funny that he kept a pretend self. But he kept a pretend self. <laughs> one thing he was very good at. <laughs> For years and years. Yeah. That he was a party at one o'clock on a Sunday. And the year was whatever, 1974. And he would always go, I'll give you two points for the singer and three points for the record. Oh, oh, I'll give you two points for the record. You know? And uh, why was he so famous? Because he didn't do it. I can't think of a single thing he did, apart from obviously that. But yeah. that was memorable, you know, as a celebrity. as That was memorable. What did he yeah. do? I grew up thinking, why is that man on the telly? Every well, he was just about time. a lot, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, I know. Thing. He was just there a lot. <laughs> but There's why? Jimmy. No, exactly. It was never, it was never questioned. He was just maybe he's just punctual. Should we go back to the colours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, no. I know that feeling. The Sunday and you, you know, it's school tomorrow. And, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I always. What, what do you do? What do you do? What do I do? I, I like to. I always think, what's everyone else doing? Because I feel frustrated. No, we don't. I decided not to do the kind of let's go out, let's go for a walk. I'm not a kind of let's fill it with activity. I kind of like. Um, are kind of mulling around and really mm. on Sunday I it's, it's sort of slobbing around really. Yeah. It's um you a in bit your of dark colours. Making <laughs> <laughs> your palette for the week. <laughs> you just read and um yeah. you know watch a bit of telly and, and stuff. Yeah. It's very you know occasionally maybe have some people over but we don't even cook now. We just get stuff in. Yeah. It's uh why what do you do on a Sunday? Well I've got I've got three children, I've got two young children yeah. so it can be quite Yes, it's full on. Yeah. yeah. So we normally put our boots on and go for a walk. Yeah. And it's lovely. Oh, good. So what you're saying is it's not an issue for you? Yeah. For me? Yeah. yeah. No, it is an issue. That's why I brought it up. Do you wake up every Sunday morning going, ah, what yeah, I think so. Stressing think about your Sunday afternoon. Do you yeah. try and look confident about it once you're in front of your children, though? As yes. In, I've got yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like Sunday afternoons now because when I was a kid, mm. I used to play Sunday morning football. Uh-huh. And then the stress, like, I don't know, the strain of it used to bring on a migraine every Sunday. Right. And uh, You get a migraine after football? Every, every so Sunday. Did I. Yeah. Oh, did you? Did you? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so did my you? <laughs> two, two to three hours would be... On a Sunday, it would be my head wedged between two cushions, so my head wouldn't move. God. And that was my Sunday. So when Jeez. when that stopped happening, I always thought Sundays were wonderful. Did so you mention generally... this to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no one asked. That's how <laughs> we weren't close. <laughs> Someone's got to come out. Me? Yeah, yeah. something would come out saying that you know, showing that like in the whatever eighties and nineties, <laughs> lots of kids. Would spend Sunday afternoon. <laughs> nobody battered an eye. Songs of praise in the background. Oh God! Yeah. Sunday Sundays were all right. No offense to the eighties, but Sunday afternoon <laughs> telly was appalling. 
I remember that something at mid-afternoon to yeah. something would come on about eight, but then it's like yeah. only another half hour till bed. Yes. <laughs> But there was nothing for kids, was there? In that? We had yeah. uh, Scottish football on a Sunday on ITV. It was the yeah. lunchtime. A live game? No, no. It was like the match of the day. Like match of the day. Yeah, yeah. But um, what's the swearing quotient on this podcast, by the way? More, more than area. Okay. Only because uh, it, it was called Scotsport. And, you know, once you get beyond the big clubs, most of the stadia, stadia are quite small. So the commentators were more or less in the crowd. So for an hour on Sunday in Scotland, you'd hear what was being <laughs> oh, said yeah. and nothing, there'd be no reference to it whatsoever. <laughs> so you'd hear, you know, the commentary would go, and oh, I pass it on. You bet you go, you shout a cunt, yeah. Fucking shit. Where are you fucking? For about an hour. Sunday lunchtime in Scotland, you know. And that yeah. was my memory. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no mention of it whatsoever well that's no. what happened. in the in covid they you know when they started playing the games yes on, uh, oh yeah on, uh, oh yeah without the crowd and you'd the hear the players crowd. yes yeah you'd hear the players slagging yeah. each other off yeah. it was amazing yeah. i wanted to watch football like that forever because it was just like it looked like i remember thinking god football is pointless without <laughs> Like no, you're just watching <laughs> 22 blokes. Like it, there was no theatre to it whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Steve, you tosser! Yeah, it's yeah. like all the magic had gone. It's just like, oh god, it's 11, um, 22 blokes running around for no reason. And then they had to put the, they had to put the cheering on, didn't they? Yes. It looks so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I miss looking at how rubbish it all looks. <laughs> doing at the moment oh man i've got a thing where i'm like have you do you ever come up with a rubbish idea <laughs> and can we have it <laughs> <laughs> but do you ever get well i don't know do you ever get ideas turned down oh yes oh yes do you do you yeah 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 oh. and you never quite know what it's going to be like until you start making it that's the other thing yeah. you must have done enough stuff where guy this that they've got faith in you like you're, you're hardly a wild card now you know you've. I'm old. Did... I'm old. You know, yeah, right? I want to ring the changes. You know, I'm doing this. On a <laughs> yeah, show. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Was that connect? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I have got time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. You, your availability availability was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. No, so you do you do go you have been into meetings where they go, No, we're not interested in that idea. Oh yeah, yeah. I can remember a time I was trying to do this uh at one point I had a, a unit at the BBC and I was trying to get this comedy with um uh Moena Banks and Rebecca Front and it was set in a library and it was really weird. I mean it was quite surreal, but it was really funny. And I, I was I was being moved. I BBC Two said it's good, but more BBC Three. And then BBC Three said, yeah, very good. Try BBC Four, though. Four said, it's BBC One thing. And BBC One said, no, it's a BBC Two thing. And then, and then BBC Two said, no, but we already have Miranda. What do you mean? Well, we have a kind of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Door shut. Oh, oh, that's it. Oh, we've got a woman. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a bad idea. So, yeah. yeah. Have you had an idea that got turned down and then... You did a load of stuff and then you took it back somewhere and then they <laughs> wanted it. Have you had that kind of uh, after the success of something, off the back of, I don't know, the thick uh, of it or something? Or No, I did. A, I remember doing a pilot with uh, Nina Conte, uh, mm. where, like an Ally McBeal, but Ally McBeal had a, a foam mouse hand puppet on her. Uh, and we did a 10 minute teaser of that. And I do remember I'd left the BBC by then about 10 years later, them coming back saying, Oh, what about that thing? But, um, I kind of had gone by then and I was busy on uh, yeah. people, I think. Um, but yeah, no, things, you know, it, uh, it just, uh, you know, I'm always expecting them to say no. <laughs> you know, God. But what, what I tend to do is like try and have about three or four things yeah. in various stages of being fully formed, as it were. Yeah. If something isn't happening or even if there's a delay, then you can look at something else. So we have a, like a, a Armando Iannucci bar, don't we, Joe? Yeah. He said, "What? Yeah, we do." Like if you're asked to... to go on holiday, you go, "Well, I will do on this Armando Iannucci calls." Or... <laughs> yeah, we, we, <laughs> we were talking about how your well, um, reference it. point. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it literally doesn't get better than this. <laughs> yeah. It's true that we. That is, you yeah. are the person we reference where you sort of go. Like if so, they go, well, it's hardly Amanda Inuch. You know, that's if if something we get said right. isn't that. Well, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. No, Do you ever like... sit in that chair, Amanda, and go, I'm Amanda Inuchi. <laughs> Look <Yeah>. at me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would if I was you. No, I, I mean, a I, big show. I, I spent a lot of time um, with that kind of imposter syndrome thinking. No. This is going to be terrible. This will be the worst thing imaginable, <laughs> you know, and therefore I've got to, put everything into it otherwise it'd be a complete disaster uh, i do stuff with and it's only recently i've kind of managed to persuade myself that i shouldn't do that and it doesn't help yeah um, do you do you there are times when you write on your own yeah very slowly i mean i really love working yeah. in the room i think yeah it's, it's nicer but yeah when i write my own it, it's just much slower really yeah um, i like um maybe less dialogue and more kind of you know, uh, print, you know, for, for books and um, articles and stuff. Right? right, right. Yeah. I'm about to write a Daredevil comic. I did a Spider-Man last last year because um, I, I used to spend all my money, as a kid, I used to spend all my money on Marvel comics. All that first edition. And then when I went to university, my mum threw them out. Oh. I know, I know. And, <laughs> and I, I, must have, I, know, I must have mentioned <laughs> it when I was in America and they said, look, it's 60th birthday of uh, anniversary of spider-man do you want to do a comic so i did a spider-man comic last last year and i really enjoyed it so i'm about to do a daredevil that's my next thing are you doing a superhero 
show. I'm, I'm exactly the make, is it about the making of the making of so it's on the yeah. set of the making of a big that's fragment. great yeah so, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing yeah. <laughs> is this giving us all work or is this destroying art yeah <laughs> yeah so, is this a series this will be a series this is an hbo show yeah oh and it's getting made mm. what, what stage are you at with it um it's a, a the writing i'm only i'm a, i'm an exec producer which i I don't quite know what that is. In no, the, I was going to ask what that I is. I kind of, yeah. I think yeah. you, I, I'm kind of just, you know, I, I put the team together and it was a Sam Mendes idea and Sam's going to direct the first couple of episodes. Right. But, uh, and John Brown, who writes Succession, so he's show running it. So I'm there as a kind of, the guy at the back with the cigar going, you're all doing very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Champagne for everyone. That's oh, yeah. a lovely yeah, position. Lunch, lunch. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah. and so I'll kind of be around for the like the first, the pilot and stuff like that. And then hopefully, you know, it'll run its own. Is that a nice feeling, getting stuff? Like, I'm only, only thinking of like knowing how much work goes into like make like writing a series. Is yeah. it a nice yeah. way to do it, though? You know, kind of it, get it, the ball it, rolling and then... Kind it's of. weird. I haven't really done it before, and it is kind of weird because part of you wants to get really stuck in, yeah, and another part of you kind of wants to go. No, that's that's not going to help because the whole point is, yeah, they're doing it, you know, yeah. Uh, um, and so I think it's a bit of a, a learning process for me as well as for them. But I think as you know, as I get older, I think it's quite nice to not be because it's quite intense when you make your own thing. If you're directing it as well, it's well, it's a it's an intense process. Cool. Film is like two years from start to finish if you're if you're writing it as well as directing. Oh, how do you find the director? Because we did a sitcom a couple of years ago, and I was going to direct the second series, and I pulled yeah. out, so I lost right. my nerve. How do you find that? I I I'm always trepidatious about it, uh, and and then there comes a point every day. I'm so I'm always anxious in the morning, but there comes a point in the day. When I that switches to enjoying it, unless it's right. scene that is like really not working, and what do we do? But that's not, oh. you know. Um, I I kind of in I enjoy once I've got the first couple of weeks out of the way. I yeah, mean, and yeah. especially if you're doing a comedy, you want everyone to be upbeat and yeah, lighthearted. So you need a good mood on the set. Really. Yeah, I think it's that thing when a scene isn't working, you have to think on your feet and and try and fix it and. Oh my god! Sometimes you just have to go away and move on to something else, and then yeah, just point out we might come back to this. You know, don't don't destroy the set. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. When you see a director sort something in the moment, which we've seen, and then it all moves on, mm. I think I think we've both thought of us being all eyes on us, going, yes, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, throw it out to the group. Yes. <laughs> it's hard. It really is hard. And sometimes you have to kind of discuss it and analyze it again and again until suddenly you arrive at what it is. Now, I try and avoid that happening on set because I always rehearse with the cast in advance of the shoot. So I get, we, you know, we just book a church hall or something, you know, something yeah. away from studios and everything. And it's just us and the cast and the writers, and we just muck about for two weeks, really. And, and that's where you have all those discussions that otherwise would happen on set when there are 500 other people standing around being paid. Are you sleeping when you're directing? Do you manage to sleep? Yes, I do. I do. do. I, I actually, and I also have, um, 
at lunch, I, I, I eat my lunch early on set. And then during the lunch break, I, I also uh, sleep for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Because um, I have to, but it is exhausting because you, you, um, it's constantly being asked questions mm. from, from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> you really, can't shout, I don't know. We found well, that. Well, <laughs> I'm you can. It's about working out what questions are, it, are, is it okay to say, I don't know, to, as in, actually, that's such a big question. Don't expect me to come up with an answer to that now. Yeah. Right. But thinking about it, as opposed to, you know, what color is he wearing? Green. Uh, you know where yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just need any laughs> answer. <laughs> well yeah. with your experience of color palette <laughs> yeah i'm sure that was not an issue no i remember it was when i was um when we we're doing i'm alan partridge and i was directing alan was meeting a businessman at norwich station and he was coming off the train and it was like um what's he wearing and i said well he's wearing a suit but you know not an, not an old-fashioned suit nothing too trendy you know off the peg but you know a little bit of you know and what briefcase is he wearing and i went i don't know and then i carried on and i tapped his shoulder and and she held up five different briefcases and i just went that one and then and that's interesting they just need an answer that it doesn't matter yeah, yeah 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 but it's about working out which ones just need an answer and which one's actually it's quite important what the yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what the, what the what the solution is what was the first thing you directed and what was that like? Uh, it, it was called Mouth. It was part of a, a, a film called Tube Tales. It was nine different stories set on the London Underground. Oh. And mine one was called Mouth and it had basically uh, so, someone, it had Daniela Nardini coming onto a packed coach and throwing up over everyone. But like a lot of sick <laughs> vomit flying around, all set to music. Some in slow motion, and you know, for like ten minutes, and then, and then she 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 gets off. She just looks at everyone, and just goes, "I'm sorry," and gets off. <laughs> <laughs> it's up on, it's what up kind on of sick do you want? Well, you spend, spend you spend a day with the uh, art department looking at different um, textures of sick. Yeah, aisle <laughs> is a sort of cold coffee and sweet corn, but for you know impact. There's a bit of minestrone and uh, yeah. cranberry juice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Should I write that down? Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I remember the, the, the first assistant director who was a very experienced, so the first AD is the one who, you know, mm. runs the floor, mm. calls for action and, you know, moves up. I remember him saying, so this is your first one. And he said, always look like you know what you're doing, even if you don't, because they can smell it. If you oh, know. my God. You look like a director who doesn't know. Oh, my God. So always look like you know. And yeah, I thought, but... I remember he then spent five minutes setting up the carriage with all the, you know, drunk party here, schoolboys there coming home from school, you know. So it was getting loaded and loaded and loaded and set it all up. And then he just looked to me and he stepped back and went, over to you. And I thought that's the moment. That's the moment when I've got to go. Right. Okay. So, what we're going to do it? You know. Oh, my, oh God. I'm no, out. No, I'm no. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say to Joe, my whenever I've acted, my my fear is looking over the director or just glancing him or her, just going. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to each other. Going, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Strange gestures. Making strange gestures. <laughs> Or just pointing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what is mouthing? What oh, is that? God. <laughs> God. Or they're looking at the yeah. screen. Like, <laughs> exactly. One year old that, and they're going like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, can we go oh. again? <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. And just a ta- talent. Can we have, you know, yeah. <laughs> can you bring some talent? <laughs> more talent, you wanker. Uh, on screen. Um, on screen. You know, <laughs> uh, confidence in what you're saying. Don't. White words. <laughs> David will faint, by the way. Don't. Oh, God. <laughs> 
And the call came through, and I was having lunch with some friends in London, and call came through, you've been nominated for an Oscar. So Oof. I did that thing. I rang my mum up and like did that thing, which you hope one day you may do. And I rang her. I said, Mum, I've been nominated for an Oscar. And she said, can you call back in 10 minutes as a man <laughs> <in the> boiler? <laughs> Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. ten yeah. minutes, you say. There you go. <laughs> that's sort of that's it then, really, isn't it? There you yeah. go. In a nutshell. <laughs> what was it like at the Oscars? So, like? well, I went to. Uh, we have one photo <laughs> that that sums up our experience because uh, I was I was on the red carpet uh, at at the party afterwards, the Vanity Fair party, and and it's uh, and there was a camera there. Pointing out. And I heard someone in the press back saying Armando, and I looked down and there was a camera there. So I started speaking to the camera, and the cameraman went, Get down! <laughs> and he was filming Sandra Bullock, who was behind me, and it was actually a Radio <laughs> 5 live report. Oh. And, and the microphone was down below. So I bent down <laughs> to speak to Radio 5. And my wife took this photograph of me bending down, speaking to, with Sandra Bullock behind me. <laughs> And that was the Oscars. But it's, it is an odd experience. On, on Sunday, we were on the red carpet and we were just yeah. heading to the pack of photographers. Yes. Like 60 of them yeah. shouting at whoever was in front yeah. of us. Look this way, look that way, blah, blah, blah. Taking loads of photos. Whoever it was moved on. They sh- yeah. guided us forward. And I would say 90% of the photographers just went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. sad thing yeah. is they haven't even got a rip put film in nowadays. They were just... Saving their arms. Was Charles there? Did Charles go? Was it was we uh, were going to do that, and we thought that would be really eggy. See, they would have taken photos if they'd done that. Thing yeah. is, most people hadn't seen the films. So it just would have been this bloke in a bot. What? No, it doesn't matter. Who's this? He? Who's this? Who's this? Hollywood reporter here. Who's that guy? Get out of the way. You're in the- David would have got, get out of the way, David. You're in the way of the robot. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. It is, I, I used to have that when we started and uh, um, doing radio shows and, and bits of telling. So we weren't as well known, and, and we, but it'd be the comedy awards. And it was a regular like family tradition. Yeah. We would arrive at the comedy awards just after someone like um, Graham Norton, yeah, and that would happen. So Graham Norton, go Graham, 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 and then we'd get out, and people would be kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. I went to the comedy awards. The last one they did before it um, imploded, all was all, all stopped happening. Yeah, and I was leaving with my wife, and, and as I left, someone tapped me on the shoulder because you know they have an audience behind. Yeah. yeah, And she tapped me on the shoulder and she said, I've been coming to the Comedy Awards for years and that was easily the worst one. <laughs> yeah. But they were all terrible. Weren't they terrible? I, I yeah. loathed them. And you were all obliged to go. But it's, you know, it's a room full of comedians, and which is already a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> the amount of self-loathing in the room. Yeah. And then as the night goes on, it literally fills up with losers. So it, it, it's just people yeah. really yeah. getting drunk and whatever. I'm, I'm sure I've actually, um, I remember once accepting an award at the Comedy Awards and my, my mum afterwards <laughs> saying, were you, you looked a bit tired. Were you drunk? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. long night, mum. It's, it's a long night. Yeah. You want controversy. So they hold the food back and just ply you with alcohol. Yeah. 
Yeah, we what year we had was sponsored by Aldi. Honest, and all the food oh. and drink was Aldi. And well, it was great. Great. <laughs> it was um yeah. There was a lot of processed food in front of me. Okay. Remember that being? Like, <laughs> okay. I, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating a bit, but it yeah. felt like there would be like a pack of like salami or something on yes. the table, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not glamorous." No, it's not. No, none of these things are. But like filming isn't really, is it? You know, no. it looks glamorous. the end product looks glamorous. But uh, I mean, this party we went to the the um, Sandra Bullock party, the Vanity Fair party. When we got in, it was horrible. It was jam packed with people and noise, and, and it was just horrible. And and Rachel and I just looked at her and said, "Shall we just go home and yeah. we'll, we'll go to the back?" So we went to the back, and we saw that's what everyone else was doing, and that's they had going home. So they were going off to the next party. Right. The whole event was really designed for people to be seen in the red carpet going into it. Once they done that, they got the hell out and then went on to. It was just a weird kind yeah. of. It's really bleak, isn't it? Just. And I had, I did have a panic attack. One of the few times I've had a panic attack was. Well, a, a proper one. Yeah, at the really? uh, at the prelude to the Oscars, you you you're sent to these gifting suites, which is a yeah. strange American idea. Of, that, um, you're entitled as a as a nominee to go to these things where you might get some free stuff. Now, I think if you're like in the acting category, it might be a cruise or a whatever. But if you're in the adapted screenplay. <laughs> It is literally uh, <laughs> grips for your dog so it doesn't slip on a marble floor. <laughs> uh, That's worth queuing up for, isn't it? Puzzle that helps you learn Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> but we went into we went we went into one at, at one of the hotels and it was all jewellery and makeup, but it was a real bun fight. It was like real people who'd worked the system before. You know, <laughs> had come literally with laundry bags and were just shoving free stuff and throwing stuff at their assistants to put in their bags. And I just, and it's so unbridged, and I, I just, I turned to Rachel and I just went, get me out of here, 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 get me out of here. You know, I really would yeah. like, you know, yeah. we'll, grab a few, we'll grab a few things. <laughs> yes. <then> we'll... <laughs> get, the puppy, get the puppy grips, get the puppy grips. <laughs> but you you're know. not breathing. Get the grips. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we'll put it in a marble floor so that they, they're used to... And then and we just went out and had a cup of tea, literally had a cup of tea in the foyer of the hotel because that was like yeah. all we wanted. It was just... it was There was a bleakness to it. That... Oh, God. Yeah, I went to the NTA. Is it National Television Awards or the O2? And I yeah. made sure I sat at the end of it. I made sure I sat there for the next half hour. Yeah. just want to see it all get taken down. <laughs> oh, did you watch it get yeah, taken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone had done, and I just sat there, it was just us, and it's like, and then they're like, oh, I love that. Did you enjoy that? Was that, did you I love that? This is what, this is more like it. Yeah. That's the ticket they yeah. should sell at the end of all awards. Sean, I watch yes. it go back to how it was before we glammed it up. We'll see how yeah. shit this place looks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we turn it back into a warehouse. Do you want that? Yeah. yeah. Do you want, do you see it being forklift back into the warehouse. I do. I do. I, I like that with sets. You know, when you sometimes go to films and you see a bit of, um, I don't know, like blankety blank, where they've got, you know, where it's all balsa wood and just yeah, yeah, folded yeah. Oh, into four that. parts. And I go, yeah, and there's yeah. two blokes smoking near it and stuff. Yes. And, it's just like, yeah, this is what is. This is what I give a shit. About. 
there's nothing more bleak than doing a live interview on Newsnight because um, a everywhere is always smaller than you think it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Always, there's something the camera does that makes it look, but it's, it's not. But B, Newsnight is, you know, very late at night. So there's no one else there. It just seems to be you <laughs> and the, you know, the presenter. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> tired. You're waiting for a bus or something. I mean, it's <laughs> weird. Oh, God. So kind of bleak, kind of empty. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Chatter Biscuits and Chatter Biscuits with Nuts. Uh, etc. If you're enjoying this podcast, you need to get on our Patreon. You will get early access to ad-free episodes. There'll be videos and behind-the-scenes sneaky pics. It's basically a place where we all hang out together. And also, you'll be given instant access to our Discord community, which is a friendly place where Chatter Biscuits share stuff and talk to one another. It's like a nice Twitter, basically. Uh, so just go to patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. Also, Patreon is also an app you can download onto your phone. Fool for the price of a coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, quid, and you become a VIP chatterbiscuit. That's what you'd like. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. The link is in the description of this episode. There, done. Patreon, give it to me. Patreon. Armando, what was um, what was Peter Cook like? Oh, uh, I worked with him very briefly. Um, oh, was it, it was only briefly. Yes, <laughs> on on the news quiz. Are you thinking of like because Chris Morris did the yeah thing? thing. Yeah, I wasn't involved in that. Did, were you not involved at all? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I thought How you were. How did you meet Peter Cook though? Because that's another I, I was a, test. I was a radio producer uh, 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 on BBC Comedy, and one of the first shows I got was you're when you're a new producer, you're given some of the long running shows. So I was given the news quiz. Right. Occasionally, Peter Cook was a guest. How old were you then doing that? I must have been oh uh, about twenty seven, twenty eight. Right. Okay. And how was it? Do you remember Pete, meeting Peter Cook and him? I remember him. Yeah, he was. I, I I remember it vaguely. Actually, it was. This is like a terrible question to ask, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what were you doing on the fourteenth of June, nineteen? Of all your work, of all your work, I can go back decades. Let me ask you about the one thing you weren't involved. In. Well, I'm really keen to what, know. What's it like playing for Stoke City? Just tell us what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shit. We're Remember Chris this, telling me that when they were doing those, he had uh, Peter Cook had a broken arm. His arm was in a sling. Yeah, but you weren't involved. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Weren't involved. So, uh... <laughs> well, we we've got to be honest. We were going. We cannot ask questions that he's heard before. We need to be different. <laughs> and, I, we, and we went too far. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What do you think of the TV detective canon, Frank? <laughs> I've never been asked that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You, um, oh. We were really paranoid about going. Can't just can't just go. What's it like doing partial? But we obviously it's difficult for us because there's so much we want to. Know. I'll allow you two, two of those. Two. Okay. Well, I, I remember the first time I watched Day Today. Yeah. And I'm sure it was Day Today. I don't know if it was a pilot shown. Yeah. The Day Today, followed by Clive Anderson with Peter Cook again. <laughs> Who you know? I'm sure, it well. was. 
Yeah. But I remember that. Am I ever got that wrong? But that was like the most amazing hour of comedy. Right. Day to day. Do you remember when Peter? Get it on. Are you thinking of Monty Python? Or... <laughs> what was your role in Monty anyway. Python? Exactly? <laughs> anyway, Miranda, thank you, Miranda. You would think of. Thank you for the day today. Anyway, thank, oh, thank you. you. Very much. Yeah, we actually haven't got a question. Really. <laughs> Just going to thank yeah. you for things. All right. Oh, that what, came what? about because I was on a training course when I became a producer. Radio producer, you put in a training course with other producers. Yeah, and it was a news-based course, so there were other reporters there and uh, presenters and producers, and you had to get into little teams and come up with a ten-minute program. But I thought, well, I don't want to make a proper news program, so why don't we do a fake one? Because I've got a genuine newsreader here and a genuine news journalist, and we'll do we'll make it as if it's real, but it'll all be absolutely bollocks. And and it was a report about Britain's first three-way boxing match, and, and in, <laughs> you know, and it's all that. And I'll cut it together like I'm actually cutting a real interview and put it together. So that's how that that's how that. The thing is, I, you come up with that little idea, three-way boxing match. How do you get how do you get that idea? It's just really funny. <laughs> What's your secret? <laughs> I go to them regularly. I go to them regularly. <laughs> did you did you know? Did it feel like you were making something special? Um, several things. I remember when, especially when we asked Steve to do a sports reporter, and this kind of whole Partridge thing just fell out. We all thought, "Well, oh, this is really funny," and it's a sort of thing people like us would like. That was it. We didn't think it would be a yeah any bigger than that it would be a kind of niche you know but we were pleased with it and it felt like we were slightly getting away from it being a sketch show or a sitcom a new way to tell jokes i suppose yeah and 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 um i kind of felt at that stage we were all much more media literate so it was about time we could do jokes that were about the medium itself you know mm. and people would get it but mm. i didn't think that you know <laughs> 30 years later, we'd be still doing Alan Partridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. all that kind of thing. You know, it's, we just thought this was fun and this is kind of exciting for us, but who knows what's going to happen next? We didn't really know anything about that. No. And how did you meet all the people involved? Were they just um, part of shows? I mean, David Schneider, I was, uh, I performed with it at college, at university, and yeah. uh, uh, I worked on Weekending and I got Patrick Marber in to do yeah. Lee and Herring, uh, I knew, and I got them to write on Weekending, and they, their stuff was amazing. So most of Weekending was written by them at one point. Um, and Dune McKeon, I'd used in another show, and I thought she was really good and versatile. You know, so what I quite like, when I heard Chris on the radio, you know, when I arrived in London, I heard Chris doing this fake news kind of thing. And I just got in touch with him. Said, "No, you know, really, just yeah, doing what? What was the, what was the show he, he was doing? He, he was doing he started he, he was doing like a music show on on Great London Radio, and then um, but it involved little parodies of uh, broadcasters within it. But it was essentially a music show. Um, but so I got in touch with him and just said, you know, after you'd it, had the idea of your t ten minute pilot, and it was just yeah, oh, what? there's a guy doing a similar thing, and yeah, so I got in touch, and it turned out we were roughly the same age." We uh, had the same taste, you know. He started off in local radio, like like me, and, you know. And, and <laughs> he had a tatty old car, and he couldn't park it. I was a broadcasting house; couldn't find anywhere to park it. So I just got in the car. We just rolled round and round broadcasting house for about two hours, where we kind of mapped out what this show could be. 
uh, which is a metaphor. Um, what when you came up with the the initial idea, you were driving yeah. around because you couldn't find a parking space. No, he he. I was meeting. I arranged to meet him. He yeah. had a car. <laughs> couldn't find anywhere to park it. So we just had our meeting in the car as he drove round yeah. broadcasting house. Okay, that's <laughs> done my head in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So he was just had a little radio show. He wasn't even... So that was his sort of... That was his, yeah, first show that he was involved in. Wow. First national one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was quite nice because we sort of came together as a group for the show. Yeah. And we kind of stayed with each other. Amazing. You know, so it's not like we all were a team of performers together at yeah. some drama school or university or whatever. We weren't, you know, we came for the program and then we kind of just, you know, we don't hit it off. And, and you do yeah. need that bit of luck to find these people that, you know what I mean? Like you to all find each other is amazing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like you've got to have yeah. that bit of luck yeah. to go, oh, and, I, and then I contacted this guy who happened yeah. to be Chris Morris, who happens to be amazing. <laughs> You're like, okay, because yeah. that guy could have been rubbish. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Then you go, but it happened to be Chris Morris. That's, that's mad. It's like, and I quite like, you know, there was two people, including David Cronin, who just wrote this funny column in the NME every week. And it was just, yeah. one of the so I just got in touch with them, David Quantic and Stephen Wells. Um, and so they wrote for, for it. So I, I, I quite like that. I quite like, I, I kind of genuinely like being surprised. Do you know what I mean? I, when we're doing a show, if I'm running a show, I don't want people to write what they think I will write. I want yeah. them to write something that I wouldn't write, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. show has to have its own voice rather than it be me or or any one person, I think, you know. Mm. What about writers for your latest show? How have you gone about getting there? Well, we do, We, you know, there, there have been writers that I, I've used before and other things, but we also, once a year or once a season, we do a kind of blind, we, you know, we, we ask writing agencies to send uh, scripts of people who they think would be suited to the project. And then what we do, I take take all the names off. So and, and then whittle it down to like twenty. We take all the names off, and I I just read. And I oh, do you? The five or six that I think seem to be the funniest, and then give them stuff from the show to write. Yeah. And and that's a real good test. That just the blind reader, because you get a really good wide cross section of of writers, really. So again, yeah. away from that one voice or one type, you know. Yeah. I think more. That. I think more are doing that really, because it is. It's. I think it's a much better way. It does help is like having that many writers. You obviously need to be an American, an HBO kind of show because over here they just haven't got the budget to have loads of writers. If that's no, and it's that. a strange thing because it does mean you get stuff written faster and you can do more episodes. And you know, yeah. mm. I think there's more of that happening. You know, we did it with when the thick of it with the thick of it. We did it as a there was a team, so there's about half a dozen of us. And you brought people through to direct, like Chris Addison yes. and stuff. Then, yeah. How, how was that? Because that's that always felt like. Because I, I sort of found out that you'd done that afterwards. Yeah. And that felt like amazing, like a thing where. Oh, but I love that. I love, you know, getting into so. And I always have like an assistant who's kind of interesting, and you know, isn't going to be your assistant in a year's time because they're much more. <laughs> kind of, mm -hmm. They've got other things to do and get on, but it means they kind of you stay in touch with them and, and they will, you know, so my assistants are about three or four of them are full-time directors now and mm. several are full-time writers now. And, and, and I kind of, I kind of like that. I kind of just like being around interesting people, even though their job is to get you the team. Yeah. <laughs> be able to talk to them more than about getting the tea and yeah. knowing yeah. 
years' time, they won't be getting either team. They'll be saying, yeah, uh, I've just commissioned by Channel 4 to write this. So, um, yeah. But yes, and also I do think, you know, there's a mystique about directing. I don't think there should be because I think, you know, especially in comedy, I think I think if you're writing comedy, you're, you kind of know mm. what you want to see. You're playing it in your head, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you kind of yeah. know where the funny is going to be and visually how it should be. Look to make it work, you know. But it's a thing when when it's not happening or yeah. an actor's not giving it to you. Yeah. How you communicate with with them mm. so they don't feel under pressure. Well, we and... we've worked we worked out. We were talking. We talk about this quite a lot. And we're, well, I know I worked out when a director was basically telling me I was shit in such a nice way. <laughs> That's great what you're doing. Great what you're doing. I yeah. think if we flip it over this time, yeah. <laughs> It was all stuff like that. And I was coming away more proud of myself after a bollocking. Right. <laughs> wow. All I've got to do is flip it. Wow. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of just think it. Yeah. Just think what that. Just think that read through you did, Joe, for him and her. What, what did um, What did he say to you, the guy sat next to you? Who was it, the actor? Oh, Russell Tovey. What did he say to you after the read through? Oh, no, it was halfway. I think it was half, like, you know, you do all the episodes, didn't you say? It was, I thought he was quite supportive. He was like, doing great, but there's definitely a shock on his face. <laughs> yeah. Right, this guy's, yeah. this guy's going to need a bit did of Did you say, are you here as part of the mentoring scheme? <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah. how are you here, mate? Uh, <laughs> really good question. But we've got a fear of read throughs, haven't we? Of just being going, doing the read through and then going, we're going to recast. Uh, the, the <laughs> they are. I mean, they are weird things. We do. yeah. They feel brutal. We because we uh, also for, we realise that in a read through, if you're the if you're the actor, you think everyone's looking at how you're acting. If you're the writer, you think everyone's thinking about your writing. So we realise that whoever you are in the room, you're just worried about your thing. Yes. Yes. And and then you go, that didn't get great laugh. That didn't get a big laugh, or and then, but everyone's just—it's just such a tense environment. Yeah, I'm sure in like a later. What the actors do when they get the script is they go through it and they just underline all their lines as if they're going, "What, what else do I say? Do I say anything else?" You know, it's, mm. it's all yeah. That. Of course, they have to do it because then they need to know when they're coming in. Yeah, the weird thing. It's like you know, you can't tell, especially if you're doing an ensemble thing, where you know the comedy's about just the mood in the room and the looks people are giving each other. And, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like reading a car crash around the table, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> advances at some speed and hits the bumper, the rear bumper of it. You know? <laughs> that just didn't just, feel like a car crash to me. <laughs> a yeah. James yeah. Bond, James Bond read through. You know? Yeah. <laughs> again and again and again. He, the other one now hits him back twice. <laughs> once to, then a third hit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Stage directions like forty five minutes. I know. Yes. Have you have you ever been in a meeting, Armando, or uh, just some situation when you felt out of your depth? Uh, you'd meet you're meeting someone that you admired, uh, or you thought, "I haven't slept." Me think about that. Uh, I don't know why that popped in your head, David. <laughs> I remember the first question being asked of one of these. Was it Peter Cook? Was it? <laughs> you go around like do this thing. You go around schools and it's yeah. stuff like that. And first question I ever got asked was, um, "When you start a new project, how do you overcome your fear of failure?" 
And I thought, my God, that's like the best question. I've never been asked that by any journalist. I had to really think hard about yeah. the question. Sorry, what was the question again? Uh, <laughs> I did. I remember. Just answer the question. Yeah, it's stupid. Answer the question. Yes or no? Stop it's avoiding the question. question. <laughs> yes or no? I, you know. Uh, well, yes, but you know, it depends what you mean by. Um, no, I did. I mean, my great comedy hero at the time. One has. Yeah. No. Was it Peter? Was it? No, it was <laughs> no. Woody Allen. It was Woody Allen. I was into all the kind of right. You know, uh, obviously you know, in the light of mm. whatever. But some time ago, I was asked if I wanted to interview him for a magazine for GQ or something like that because he had a book coming out. And it was, I was like a gibbering maniac. Just so you, you agreed to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did. did. You did it. And it was good. It actually came out quite well. But um, yeah. yeah. But I was a bit kind of, um, but you know, I've only ever seen him on the screen. Mm. It doesn't exist, you know. Yeah. I don't quite know what to make of him now. It's so. Yeah, it's tricky. It's weird, actually. Yeah. Everything about mm. it, you know, the more you look at it, the more you think, I don't know what. No. It's all weird. All of it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it ruins a lot. Anyway, back to those colours. <laughs> oh, I was just going to tell my my other Russell Tovey story, which I always oh, tell. But he was at a party and David Beckham was there. Oh, right, yeah. And David Beckham came over to him because he was a fan of whatever he was in at the time. And he said, like, David Beckham, he said, was, like, so so famous. It was almost like meeting a unicorn or something. Yes. He was, like, so overwhelmed. And I remember David Beckham would come over to him and said, oh, I'm a big fan. And Russell was, <laughs> you know, when someone's telling you something, you can tell they're sort of, it's a funny story, but they do, they do struggle with it. Still, they struggle with what happened in the moment. And he said to David Beckham, because they're both from Essex, he goes, my sister gets her hair cut in the same place that your sister gets her hair cut. <laughs> and, and David Beckham went, well, it's so nice to meet you. And walked off. And he like unpacked that for like, let's say, the two, three years I was with him. He'd be like, so he then goes, okay, so he knows that I've been talking, that I know where his sister So. So that looks stalkery. Oh my god! Yeah. And it was like it was just one of those. I, moments. Mine, I get in touch with my sister, tell her not to go there now. <laughs> She's going to move out of the county because you're clearly yeah. Pay off the shop and just get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Can we ask one Alan Partridge question? Go on, yes, just just one. I've got a little thick of it, it question as well. If I can ask, can I ask a little thick of it question? A little, a yeah. little sidebar thick of it question. I was um, I was told that. And it's always stuck in my head, so I sort of hope it's true, that you said in the thick of it, like, you chose the funniest take. It was always, like, if if it was a little bit wonky or there was a bit of plant in the way, you didn't care. It was always the funniest take, even, not quite, not quite understand it, you know, the cross, it's crossed the line or... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that always stuck in my head is, like, we you, as the writer or the person who cares about the comedy, like, that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, technically it's unusable because it's just, yeah, you know, but, but, you... but within reason, yeah. And I didn't care about crossing the line and stuff because, you know, in documentaries, when you're filmed, mm. they're not going, oh, we can't shoot you from this angle. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, as as it's all happening around you, you know, you, you, you've just got to run and grab what you can find. And that was the idea with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about constructing the funniest. Mm. And sometimes I'd take a line out, even though it was a funny line, because it, 
felt like it punctured the reality of the you know what was funny was the reality of the mood in the room rather than mm. somebody coming up with a funny line at that point yeah 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 knowing what when to just take stuff out when you actually you don't need it it it, it was there on the script to, to get the thing launched as it were the scene yeah. launched but once it's launched it doesn't actually need the right. <laughs> the stuff that kind of helps it on its way you know if it if the funniest thing is malcolm just staring at ollie then that's the funny thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about not being proprietorial. And I say that to all the writers as well, because we're all going to be rewriting. Don't be proprietorial mm. in your bit because you'll, you'll go crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. U- ultimately, is what's good for the show. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then we'll all get the credit. If it's good, we'll all get the credit. So, so that you mm. think that, yeah. What have you thought your own partial question come, David? So you've got to end on a high. This is going to be... This is going well, he's, he's had, he's had two... Fa- I just want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you for all your work. <laughs> that's, that's all right. It's not not too creepy. Is it? <laughs> Can we just stare at you for a bit? Because you're going to go soon, and we'll never get to do this. I can't again. be lured in with the expectation of an Alan Partridge question, and then to be yeah. in a way assaulted by. <laughs> well, David just found out you worked on Alan Partridge. I think. <laughs> no, th- thank you so much for yeah. all your work. Okay, and sometimes. No, absolutely no pressure, but we actually join start WhatsApp groups with our <laughs> <laughs> with our interviewees. Yes, the, the one. <laughs> is this a lie? Is this no? It's very much. No, we uh, actually have it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I look forward to having you frequently on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to reply, but just knowing you've seen it will be nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of those like a big thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Just have a just have a copy and paste thumbs up. To... That's when you want the conversation, the texting yeah. conversation. Stop. Yeah. This is yeah. over, basically. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> right. Uh, oh god. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to Thank us. Thank you for coming on. It's have a been, good day. Um, been a thrill for us it really has. yeah it's been very nice i'm not thrilled but very nice it's <laughs> been all right isn't it that's fine <laughs> that's a bit the worst thing you've done is it tuesday it's a tuesday yeah. <laughs> it gets me to lunch you know <laughs> uh, oh. thank you very much armando thank all right. you for everything bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye forever yeah oh i'm sad <laughs>